This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. And hello again, everybody. Steve Brandy on Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN, keeping our tradition going that Linda Bolton began. And we've got a great topic today because it's something I really hadn't heard of until a couple of weeks ago. It's a human library program coming to the Danville Public Library. And uh, Jessica, pronounce your last name for me. Augustin. Augustin, because that's uh, it's the accent on the right syllable. Got to get right. Mm-hmm. So Assistant <laughs> Public Library Director Jessica Augustin. And Mary Supernaut from Danville United Way, you guys are a big part of this. Now, who came up with the idea, before we describe it, the human library? This was being done somewhere else, or somebody walked into the library or walked into the United Way and said, try this. Where did this happen? I'm going to let Jessica take that away. Uh, the human library is actually an ongoing uh organization that started in a Scandinavian country whose name slips my mind at this moment about 15 years ago and I heard of it from a co-worker about three or four years ago and I participated in one in another library just to kind of check it out thought it was awesome and brought it to Danville Public Library on a leap year day 2019. And in fact um, Steve uh, I happened to see 2020. It 2020 2020 yes Time, time has flown. Yeah, time um, means nothing. So that was right before the pandemic yeah. hit, Leap Year Day 2020. Within a couple of weeks, the whole world changed. So I'm taking it, Jessica, you haven't done it since then? Is this Correct. the first? Okay, so here we are two years later, finally able to bring the human library back. Now, you talked about its roots in a Scandinavian country. One thing that we need to realize is, The United States of America doesn't have all the answers. We've got some of them, but looking to what other countries do in how they solve problems, service their people, or what they do to educate people through the public library, this is wonderful. And the whole idea is you come into the library and you sit down with a person. You don't check out a book and read it. You read the person, and the person is available for whomever you want to learn or whatever you want to learn about. It's not just challenging stereotypes, but it's expanding our horizons and learning more about what goes on in the world, what people do in the world. And uh, I'm probably not describing all of it. Jessica, you take it from there. What does the Human Library do? The Human Library provides an opportunity for people to get to know others from walks of life they may not interact with in their daily lives. So... um. They can come in, have a safe space, and just have a quick little conversation where they can ask the questions that's been niggling on their minds for so long about, well, I don't know anything about someone who's bipolar. Let me ask. And this is a place where they can do so. Yeah, and there's the idea, the topics. All right, so you get your books when you stock a library full of books. How do you stock a human library? You got to find the people. Mary, any ideas how that's done? Or you? Well, we've got to make the connections, and that's one thing United Way, especially over this past year. Um, you know, everything being so different, learning how to pivot. Uh, we have definitely grown uh, not only our board but our community partnerships, and we couldn't be more excited to be partnering with the library. Uh, the, libra- the the Danville P- Public Library, the Danville Library Foundation, and Vermilion Advantage, um, uh, uh, you know, on this project. And to get the word out about this, to find the books, um, you need wonderful partners, like I just mentioned, to uh, not only share their expertise, but but to uh, 
pass the importance of this event along. Now, when you come into a library, you might check out a short book. You might check out a longer book. A child might be more comfortable with a short book. In a human library, I'm presuming you can do both. You can talk to somebody for five minutes or a half hour. Jessica, how's that work? Um, Actually, because we want to give the opportunity for people to speak to as many of the books as possible, um, we're kind of limiting how long those conversations are, and then we'll ring a bell. You can switch. It's kind of like having a dance card. Uh, so you'll just kind of switch from partner to partner and have your conversations with various books. So, And it's a good idea you're doing that because this is two hours long, 1 to 3 p.m., Saturday, April 30th at the, Dan- at the Danville Public Library. Now, when I was real little, I'd go to the Carmel, Indiana Public Library. I didn't know what I was looking for. I'd wait until a book grabbed me. So a lot of people coming into the human library Maybe they don't know what they're mm-hmm. going to learn about, but we got to get them in there to find out and then choose a human to talk to. So, Mary, what, what are we doing? Getting the word out. Come in and try this. You might learn something. Whole families can come. And I would really encourage whole families because parents can set an example for the kids learning about somebody new. What am I missing? Anything else we need to talk about here? Uh, ideas on just how to get people interested. Well, we're going to talk more uh, about the type of books that, that we currently have um, the folks that are coming in to volunteer to, to share their, their, their stories. Um, I know Jessica and I uh, have been uh, reaching out for volunteers. We, we, we are looking for a few more. So um, an opportunity for a person that is out in our community right now who is interested in in challenging a stereotype um, or who's interested in sharing their story, you know, that story could provide hope um, to someone who may be feeling really alone, like they might be the only person um, that that can relate to that. Uh, so you never know who you might be able to touch. And when we talk about who we might be able to touch, what we might be able to learn, any examples, Jessica, you've heard from other libraries, other parts of the country uh, I don't want to use this phrase because it's overused, but I will anyway. Going outside <laughs> your comfort zone and learning something different. What's an example you've heard, a real story that happened? Well, I can tell you that the people we had the first time around, uh, we had a gentleman who's Navajo uh, in his own culture. The name is Dene. And we had a transgender woman who spoke about um, acceptance. We had a couple of single mothers talk about just making life happen <laughs> while being a single mom. That's a tremendous effort right there. And, and a few other kind of things, someone who had experienced um, marital abuse. And we even have some repeats from that event coming back this time because their experience was so good. So uh, stay tuned. Is there an age group to participate in this, an age limit to be part of the human library? Because when you say at the top of your flyer, would you like to challenge a stereotype? I've always thought one of the worst stereotypes prevalent in this world is how we view young people, how we view teens. And if an adult comes in and speaks to a teen and learns good grief, there's so much more to this type of human being than I thought. Can a youngster be one of the members of the human library? Certainly. I wouldn't have like a child, but I would say a teenager would be welcome to volunteer. And we are still looking for volunteers. And if it was somebody that was in high school, maybe they moved from another state. Maybe their one of their parents was born outside of this country. Maybe they grew up in a house where you speak two languages, something mm-hmm. like that. So or anybody who's 
under the age of 20 listening to this, you might have something to offer. Who do they call? They would call me at the library. That's 217-477-5220. My name is Jessica Augustin. And yeah, they can reach me. And if you can see our flyers on Facebook or on our website, you can also just click the link to fill out the form. And it says here, volunteer as a book. And it gives you the whole email address, tinyurl.com slash Danville Area Human Library, or just go to the Danville Public Library website or Facebook page and call her, as Jessica just said. But Mary, could you see something like this happening frequently, not just once a year, every end of winter, start of spring of the Danville Public Library? I'd like to see this happening all the time. Well, and I feel that uh, as as United Way um, stepping in, more more towards the leadership role of, of creating more community conversations. Um, yes, yes. I mean, it, it would be wonderful to, to do this more more often. But of course, with with any good event, it takes time to plan. But um, I I do know that back in 2020, um, Jessica and and her team provided a really successful event. And with the partnerships that we have um, this year. I, I'm, we are fully expecting a, you know, a great, great crowd and great participation. So really it comes down to getting the community involved. And, um, I I have to say the social media side of things, there's been a lot of positive feedback about this, lots of shares, lots of, Hey, you know, this is a great idea. In fact, when I was first introduced to the human library, that's what I saw. I I saw it off of a social media uh, post somewhere, um, someone shared it. And I said, wow, that's a really great idea. And fortunately, we began to have that conversation. Um, and here, here we are today knowing, and, and I didn't, I didn't realize that our community two years ago had something like this. So it's just, it, it's a wonderful um, opportunity to, again, begin that conversation. We're talking about the Human Library at the Danville Public Library coming up Saturday, April 30th, 1 to 3, with Jessica Augustin, the Assistant Director of the Library, and Mary Supernot from Danville United Way helping put all this together. Now, about two or three months ago, I was at St. Paul School. Well, it used to be St. Paul when I was a kid. Schlarman Academy over there at Voorhees in Vermilion. And these young kids, it was the Wax Museum, all right, where they do a report on their person, and then they dress up as that person. One person was dressed as uh, Jackie Robinson. And you sit there still until they put a coin in your box, and then you get up and you read your report, and uh, the money in the coin boxes was going to one of the food pantries. But what are the human library people, these human books, going to do as they're waiting for someone to sit down? It's not going to be where you flip a switch and they come to life, but I guess in (laughs) some ways it will be. Somebody sits down in front of them at their one-on-one desk, they come to life for format, Jessica. What's it going to look like? Um, Well, like I said, we're going to have people just sort of switching around like a carousel, moving from book to book to talk to them. So um, those brief periods between conversations would be kind of short because we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to talk to everybody. And so in between, the books can uh, take a break. They're like, you know what, this one I'm going to set out. I'm going to have some water, take a break. Like a study Um, hall in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, and we have a nice little room for people to just kind of relax for a little bit before going back out on the floor and talking some more. Now, what happens if somebody, it could be a high school student uh, coming in to talk to one of the human library books, or it could be an adult, and they think, 
I want to talk to this person again. Can they get a business card? Can they exchange numbers? What do you do if you want to check out the book again in the future? You got to know where the book is, right? Have you thought about that? That is purely at the discretion of the book and whether or not they want to extend those conversations outside of the safe space in the library. Yeah, I could just imagine somebody doing a report on something or as they're talking to this person, I'd like to do a report in school on this, but I need more information. So at the discretion of the human library book, if they want to talk to that person again, and of course, it's a little easier now than when I was in fifth or sixth grade. Now you can just, you know, exchange email addresses or Google somebody if they give you permission to. And it's not like the only option you have is the hardline phone number. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a little different now. So maybe some very interesting friendships will be made. Now, do we recommend, Mary, I can, I think I already mentioned this, entire families coming in. The father chooses a human library book. The mother does. The kids do. Then they all talk about it that night after dinner. That would be perfect. So hopefully that's the kind of stuff you're going to see as this becomes more popular. Well, Jessica, remind me, is the library going to be open after 3 o'clock that day? We will leave the... We will leave the library itself will close at three. But um, if the event runs over, then we will allow that to happen. Well, I would have to say that it is a safe place for children. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, as Jessica said, recommend children coming in to check out the books. But if mom and dad want to come, there is a children area um, uh, in, in opportunities for kiddos to to enjoy the library. Maybe while, while mom and dad are um, having a conversation or two. Yeah, I mean, break the little kids, too. I mean, it's an opportunity for them to see outside their own horizons, and I say that's awesome. And as we see, and by the way, those of you just tuning in, this is Newsmakers on 1490 WDA, and I'm Steve Brandy along with Jessica Augustson from the Danville Public Library and Mary Supernot from Danville United Way talking about the Human Library on the 30th of April at the Danville Public Library, 1 to 3. And again, as they mentioned, This was done on leap year day in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And Jessica, since that time, I'm sure you've been wanting to do this. Tell us about Mm -hmm. the last one. How many did you have? What kind? You you mentioned a few examples of transgender single moms. Any other examples from the last time? uh, Different topics? Um, Let's see. We had someone uh, who spoke about. being sex positive. We had somebody who spoke about um, being an apatheist, which is different from being an atheist. I learned that that day. Um, we had somebody who just talked about like a, a whole series of lifetime struggles. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we had, uh, I want to say maybe 10 books and it was a good turnout. Apatheist. I just learned a new name or a new word. Should yes. I say? So you say that's a little different than an atheist, and that's what they were there to learn, right? Or there to teach people. Yes, yes. So like an atheist is someone who does not believe in God, and an agnostic is someone who says, there's no way I can know whether there is a God. And an apatheist is someone who doesn't care. <laughs> oh. I am break, making it really, really... Um, overly simplistic. Overly sure. simplistic. But, but I get it. But, okay, you, yeah. to, to differentiate between the three... See, I didn't know that. So that's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different uh, takes on life or different careers. How about career-wise? I mean, some of the 
people coming this time that are already signed up? Any interesting careers or interesting points of view that maybe weren't there the last time? Either of you know? Well, I I mean, I could speak from the standpoint we're going to have some um, very career-oriented or, or, or folks that are a part of larger or organizations coming to tell their story. It may not necessarily be about their career, but I'm sure it will be a part of um, their story and how they they are handling, let's say, um, their their health issues or what have you, or mm-hmm. wouldn't say issues, but um, health health struggles, uh, but still are are stepping up to be um, in the positions that they are. So, in a way, it's kind of like an occupation, but at the same time, talking about how sometimes life can just be hard, and um, you find a way to get to get through it. Now, what if, and this, we've all been on blind dates where this happened, we've all been on first or second dates where this happened, or at family outings where this happened, you'll run out of things to say, or you come into that awkward moment, good grief, what do I talk about next? So to get the conversation going, are you telling any of the human books what to do? Maybe they can ask questions of the person that checked them out. Or how do you do that? There might, must have been some awkward moments like that last time, Jessica. For sure. Um, what we do and part of our process of onboarding the books is to ask them um, to provide a couple of really basic questions for shy readers. Mm. Um, so like perhaps the person who's bipolar might have a question ready, like on a little index card for someone who sits down so that they can look at that and say, Oh, this is a safe question I could start with, such as, when were you first diagnosed? Or um, how has this impacted you in school or in your career? You know, things like that, that they can be a jumping off point for a conversation. And notice how we are referring to the humans that are being interviewed as books, and we are referring to the people that go to their table and talk to them as readers, but it's one human being talking to another. Either one can say something that'll spur conversation, get it going, and really the fact that it's a two-way street, because I'm sure that some of the books, the human library, has these people that are being interviewed. Well, they're going to learn something from somebody they talk to. This works Mm -hmm. as a two-way street, which is the most, really most amazing thing about it. They can walk out of there going, wow, maybe next time I'll just come in as a reader and talk to everybody and just participate. Mm -hmm. Here's hoping. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, you say here's hoping, Jessica. What are you hoping? Maybe a year from now we can do this on a monthly basis. If there's enough interest, what would you like to see? I think... A monthly basis might be a lot, but quarterly for sure. So maybe every three months we come out there to the Danville Public Library, have a Saturday of a human library. Because I could see, could you ever see the day, either of you, where school libraries do this with their students? You could take a high school and have three or four freshmen, three or four sophomores that all have something unique to offer I mean, can you see that taken off, either of them? For sure. Well, we've all heard of the uh, um, job shadowing or what have you, right? Um, career or, or, um, folks come into schools and talk to the students. Well, in a way, this is kind of like the same thing. It's an interview, um, but kind of beyond just a career, per se. It's, it's life in general, mm-hmm. experiences. All right. So I, I think that would be great if you could get the human library routine going at the junior high and high school levels where... You have students interviewing each other or maybe students interviewing teachers. Start there. Start with the teachers doing it because 
You know, you might have a teacher that you didn't know they were born in another country, or you didn't know that when they went to college, they majored in something completely different than education. Learn something from them. So, yeah, this sounds great. And, you know, how many, Jessica, how many other countries do we think are doing this? You mentioned that it may have started in a Scandinavian country. Are some continents more known for this than others? Are there some parts of the world that just haven't even heard of this? What have you heard? I believe it's mostly happening in European countries and the U.S. and Canada. Um, but it's it really is a worldwide organization. So I want to say a few dozen countries have held similar events over the past 15 years. And when you say worldwide organization, maybe more a worldwide movement. It's just mm-hmm. something different. The more libraries are picking up. Are there any library and organizations that are officially endorsing this or do they just promote it more i mean what's nationwide are there any states that are doing this more than others would you say i don't know (laughs) i know that um it tends to be done a lot more in libraries than in other organizations because Mm -hmm. it's just the nature of libraries to hold big events like this and particularly events with um cultural significance, and it's right there in the title of the event, Human Library, so it's just right there in our niche. And so, um, but there are other, I'm sure there are schools that do this kind of thing, and I'm sure there are other United Ways that have partnered with um, the Human Library Organization to put on events. I think it's just a great thing, and I'd like to see more of them everywhere. Well, Mary Supernot, from the United Way point of view, this is a good way to learn about other organizations that the United Way supports, because you might be interviewing somebody that you're reading a human library book, and then you just want to go to the organization they benefited from. This can be so educational for all of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and again, United Way World, worldwide, um, as you know, gosh, COVID and, and some of the other political turmoil um, that has kind of been our, our political climate over the last couple of years, this kind of spurred um, a diversity, equity, and inclusion movement within the United Way um, umbrella. So this is our local United Way's um, opportunity to get involved, um, not only with other organizations, but again, to begin that conversation with, with folks that may, may not be, be like you, but uh, an opportunity to learn about different experiences and to, be, to become a little more open-minded um, and walk the earth a little more em- empathetically. And, of course, as it says at the bottom of this paragraph here, what is a human library? And it says, are you ready to share your story? So talking format real quick, Jessica, if you sit down as a reader of one of these human library books, are you expecting the person who's the book to start talking immediately and do a 30-second introduction? Or do you figure the person who knows what topic he's talking, they'll start asking questions right away? Or it works both ways, right? you got to be flexible? I think it works both ways. It depends on the personality. You know, Sometimes you're going to have a reader come up and who's like got a ton of questions, and others might be a little bit more shy, and so then it's going to be the book who starts the conversation. It really just depends on the individuals. So if you're a book, one of these human library books being checked out, being interviewed, and I, I love your idea earlier, have sample questions ready. Mm-hmm. Somebody sits down in front of you and they freeze like Cindy Brady when the light goes on on the camera. Just ask them something. See if they can start knowing what to ask you if you give them a suggestion and get the conversation rolling. And anybody who's been through life 
has been in that situation. You got to try different things. We've only got mm-hmm. a couple minutes to go. So once again, this is one to three p.m. Saturday, April thirtieth, at the Danville Public Library. Now, where exactly will this be, Jessica? You walk in the main library door right there. Go further. Where's it going to be? Um, we're going to ask you to walk all the way into the library and um, near our actual checkout desk. We will have a check desk for the human library where you can kind of peruse the catalog of books that are available. And then our volunteers will lead you into the library, which is the first floor meeting room. Okay, now here's, (laughs) we all know that when we were children, the first thing we learned in a library is don't talk too loudly but these are conversations all right mm-hmm. so are you are you worried about it getting too loud somebody more extroverted talks loudly and excitedly while somebody introverted all of a sudden can't hear themselves talk or how do you handle that well that's why we have volunteers to kind of hang out and make sure that everything's cool and make sure that everybody's got water and it's taken care of and that's also why we have the check-in desk in a separate room from the actual library so that like all that conversation and chatter because there's going to be some right there is not interrupting the conversations with the books you know uh, this could be done at other organizations mary supernot could you imagine the united way hosting this in your office someday come to for gosh no i think the library is the perfect spot for it that's for sure right downtown in the heart of downtown danville um a great community place Absolutely. And I agree. The library is the best place for a human library. But I'll bet you some of the people you talk to at the United Way office, you suggest them, boy, you'd be good at that. You ought to be a human library boy, you know, (laughs) would you be interested? So I'm sure there's a lot more people that just don't realize what a great opportunity this would be, both as a book or as a reader. So the Danville Public Library, the Human Library, 1 to 3 p.m. Saturday, April 30th. Jessica, the phone number again to reach you if they want to be part of this. 217-477-5220. Absolutely. Jessica Augustson from the Danville Public Library, Mary Mary Supernaut, Danville United Way, thank you both. And this has been, in memory of Linda Bolton and all the things she did all these years, Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN. I'm Steve Brandy. Have a great afternoon. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.